Welcome, everybody, to the Robert John and the Wreck podcast. We are a five-piece rock and roll band from Orange County, California, that travels the world eating local food, drinking local drinks and stuff, and melting faces. I'm Steve. I'm Warren. I'm Robert. I'm Henry. And I'm Andrew. And this is Isn't episode that awesome how we 42. nailed that the first time? <laughs> yeah, we didn't, we didn't have to do that again or anything, like how we dude. practiced 100% yeah, ago, guys. It's like it's exactly so how good. we talked about it before we started filming. We were like 10 for 10 right now on these. Dude, we're we're nothing it, can stop us. <laughs> we're, no editing. We're grand no, it, dude. No post-production editing needed at all. Nope. Ever. Won't take wonders in this house. Yeah. We'll take wonders, boys. This, this house, too, because we're all still separate currently we were yeah. all still separate yep. we have to keep them separated which i thought it was going to start being more lenient and we were start going to start get into like other stuff and then all the protest and curfew stuff happened so yeah we're almost back to where we started with uh stay-at-home orders this is the first time i've had a curfew since i was like 17 it's nuts you had a curfew at 17 yeah i had to be home by like midnight responsible parenting yeah has the wayfair been open steve uh yeah the wayfair has they just opened up i think it was yesterday um with tables and everything socially distant and there's no bar stools at the bar i didn't go because i was working on stuff but um yeah it looked really cool and then with everything today uh they uh they did not open back up today so maybe next week is going to be another week and stuff but yeah they're they're doing good i hope and i also heard that they're opening up the back um parking lot as a beer garden yeah yeah sean was talking about that and i'm gonna see if i can figure out a way to go do some music over there should be fun do a little nice little brunch show or something that's what a lot of uh, a lot of the breweries around town um have been approved to use their parking lots as beer gardens i know that uh laguna beach beer company opened up their full front area and docent is now using their parking lot as a beer garden that's uh, which i think is pretty cool for the cities and the abc um to allow during this time yeah hopefully it, it stays you know i mean i don't i never saw a problem with drinking beer in a in a parking lot you yeah. know like a beer garden so as long as it's it might be a, a cool you know? thing to stay yeah. as yeah. long as nobody fucks it up well i think people are going to be a little more i hope people are going to be a little more responsible with with things as we get back into some hopeful sense of normalcy here eventually people are still people people are still people yes well we probably have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is all the protests going on in the United States right now. Mm-hmm. Um, the first thing to talk about is just everyone in our camp is okay that we've talked to, right? Like, no one, mm-hmm. I don't think, lives too directly in any of these cities, which is awesome. I think a lot of people, a lot of our really close friends have been in and been part of the protests, and a lot of... Um, what we've talked about are businesses that we work for in local cities. Some have had some like hardships because of this, meaning mm-hmm. like they got looted and graffitied in some of these areas that we play. So there's a lot going on. There's a lot of uh, stuff to sort of unpack. And I don't feel like any of us feel the very qualified to talk about this because it's it's uh, tough, right? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. I, 
I feel like if you say the wrong thing on social media that just rubs someone's the wrong way, you end up, you know, the villain when you were almost trying to support someone. So it is, yeah, it's a really odd landscape to try to navigate these sort of situations where everyone goes, oh, no, it's cut and dry, you know, it, but it's not, it's not. There's a lot going on. There's a lot to unpack. And um, a lot of it's important. Yeah. Uh, just societally, it's, it's, you know, an important issue that, uh, stems from something that's kind of been swept under the rug here and there and uh just consequences are kind of becoming really scary as a result and kind of for the wrong reasons i guess yeah and i think the first thing we can say too is everyone you know sees that act as a horrific act like that shouldn't have happened you know that's Mm -hmm. not something that should happen i think everyone agrees about that so that's like that's not up for debate Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh, you know, to pe- for people to go, you know, and, oh, the cop was sort of justified or some things like that. You know, that's yeah. like a whole. This is like it, a misuse of force. Sorry, and God, it, it's not a it's a singular act. Yeah, but, uh, you know, yeah. I, mean, I, I feel like this was a this was a catalyst or the, the straw that broke the camel's back kind of thing, so to speak. That <laughs> just especially given the climate of of the pandemic, so people are already on edge and dealing with additional economic hardships and who knows else um it just put a lot over the edge with it and uh i think it it really just exposed a lot of issues in our society that were all there but just we're not we're not as prevalent i guess they're easier to ignore now i think that people are, are quarantining and staying home and spending more time on media and stuff it's easier to kind of see these see all sides of the information that are being exposed basically yeah and the, i mean and, and the media is shining you know different lights on different mm-hmm. situations i mean there's a lot of peaceful protesting happening yeah a lot of uh, a lot of uh people are out there peacefully yeah. protesting what's going on in our world right now that needs to you know that's that's part of part of this thing is to be able to go out and to yeah support and 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 help um, right. but i think some of the, sometimes the media is um gets more focused on some of the the more violent things that are happening that have come from those you know certain protests um but i, I just wanted to make sure that you know i know that we have a lot of people that might be listening from europe and everything and and, and media gets construed in a bunch of different ways but there is a lot of peaceful protests yeah. going on it's not mm-hmm. there's you know there's not as much violent, you know, looting and protesting going on. And I think that's something that might be, you know, for some people who look at the same, you know, media outlet for everything that they, they get, right. um, you know, they, they just have to know that most of it is, is peaceful because people care about this. And it's been an issue that's been going on for a very long time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know say, I think the peaceful people know, that the the violent stuff didn't help their cause, just hurts it. They know you saw that all over the media too, or all over people's posts is going like, stop mm-hmm. doing that. And yeah. yeah, there's a lot of posts of like not even you know people who weren't even there uh, as part of the peaceful protest for doing those things. So right. it's it's like really hard to not not look at this like a big singular event that happened. Like uh, people got mad, you know. Yeah. And then the, there was this huge reaction. It was like, no, there was a reaction, and it turned into this bigger thing that no one can control. You know, 
And it's people from mm-hmm. all sides just clashing in the streets too and trying to mm-hmm. get out of it what you know their their agenda is and you know for the people right. that are out there being peaceful you know there's for 10 people out there being peaceful all it ta- or 100 people out there being peaceful all it takes is you know one jackass to start getting violent or you know try to prove their point you know uh, to the contrary if they're opposed to you know common decency and how things are should have been for a long time and they're the people that yeah. are starting shit and uh but that reflects poorly on the on the whole because if you're looking at it from an outside's perspective it's hard to tell you know who's being peaceful and who's not just by looking at them because there's just so many people out there right now mm-hmm. and that's I don't, oh man it's 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 tough yeah, and and everything's full of emotion. You know, I mean, yeah. some people have are full of more emotion than other people, and some people have different ways of, you know, dealing with their emotions. You know, it's just a yeah, crazy, crazy. Yeah, and people like you're saying process it differently, so it's like get mm-hmm. yeah, you know. Uh, there's a lot of everything floating around. There's a lot of fighting on the internet and unfriending each other. Mm-hmm. And like, it's not the time for that. It's the time to listen to each other and try to like understand where each other are coming from and go like, what, what is the problem and how do we solve it? Mm-hmm. It's not like, you know, you're either with us or you're against or like, if you don't do anything, then you're wrong. It's like, no, like, how do we, I'm listening. Like, how do we come together and solve this problem? Mm-hmm. Not like, like what needs to happen? And that's always, like, a tough situation because it, it's, like, you know, at this point, people just feel like it's everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, how do you solve everything? And it's, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, it's hard to come to a conclusion for that when when oftentimes the direction it points to is a fundamental systemic issue that has been going on, uh, you know, as long as this has been a country, basically. And, and that's uh, that's hard to tackle, you know. I'm not absolutely. saying that's not the t- direction we should be headed, but right. you just look at that and go like, let's just start with this one instant, get justice for this one instance, mm-hmm. and then move forward from there. Mm-hmm. Like, what do we need to do in legislation? What charities do we need to donate to? Don't like, like mm-hmm. let's point this in a direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always yeah, I've seen a lot of these, you know. This is obviously like a really extreme example, but you know, with Black Lives Matter things like that, it's like, what do you? what is it that we're trying to accomplish? And I, I don't feel like I've ever really known that sometimes, you know, or it's like, how do we change these things? Or that's why I want to listen, you know, yeah. I just be out there and listen. And yeah. And I, I think out. that a lot of people need to listen more mm-hmm. uh, than, than comedy automatically without knowing actually what the issues are. I think listening is, is, it might be like a, a double-edged sword, but listening and understanding what's going on is just as important, like as a first step. Well, and I think I see a lot of people that that they turn to these conversations ultimately not with <clears throat> to listen, but but with the intent to say something back. Like they're looking yeah. to kind of provoke this response that knows the opposite thing of what they think to argue with it and it's like the people need to learn like the people that are doing that basically and uh again yeah it's listening and and just shutting up and listening i don't know 
for a lot of people, you know? Yeah. And again, like, everyone does this in their own way, you know? Yeah. So I can't... I'm not trying to judge anyone's, you know, way of dealing with how they feel in the situation, because, you know, we have friends, like I said, who are going to protest. We have friends who are, you know, posting a lot. We have friends who are not posting. We have friends who are, you know, and it's like... Yeah, they're all still going to be our friends after this. <laughs> you know, I don't think this is a good time to, like, write people off. I don't think this is a good time to, you know, be aggressively um, outspokenly angry. I think it's a good time to organize and get something done with all this attention that you've gathered to this cause, you know? Because then we can actually say we did something. Yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, we just got angry and then all these businesses that we love, like, got graffitied and looted. You know, as a result of all this anger and this peaceful protest, it's like, we, let's try to get somewhere. And I, that, for that, I think I, I'm listening and I'm trying to understand more than anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's where we're at with this. And maybe, Steve, you said there was some stuff going on in Long Beach where yeah, this is separate, but, you know, a, a lot of our favorite places got affected, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one one of the one of the bars I I would saw a piece of news footage that somebody had reposted on on Instagram and uh, one one of my favorite bars to play that I used to have a monthly residency at. I know Henry's played. All of us have played there. Uh, the old Dubliner down at the Pike ended up uh, getting looted, and that's just it's sad, man, because it's it's local business owners. You know, it's not right. standing up to the you know to the corporations and the you know big things that have the insurance for it. And you know, I'm sure they have insurance to cover stuff but it's like mom and pop shops that are you know getting destroyed or you know getting damaged and you know people's livelihoods that are such huge supporters of the community you know and especially with Long Beach being you know as diverse as it is and it's one of the most diverse cities I've ever lived in um, to see that happen to people that are you know for years and years and years been supporters of you know every you know color of the rainbow and every person and where they come from and just supporting mm-hmm. the community and being an open you know a place with open doors to welcome everybody and mm-hmm. be able to commune and drink and have a good time and yeah. get to know each other you know and so that's just really sad to me to to see places like that like i i could give a shit about like the targets and stuff. I care, you know, obviously about the people that work there and I'm not really, you know, for the the violent stuff, but I understand why it's happening. And, and it's, if society is supposed to be run a certain way and then the people that, you know, are up at the top, supposed to be setting an example, just completely don't do any of those rules, then society is no more. You know, and I, and I get that that's why that's happened. That's happened in this country since the very beginning. I mean, that's how we became the United States of America, you know, was by protesting and revolting and damn it, the whole Boston Tea Party stuff, you know, like it's, I don't know. So I, I get it, but it, it just sucks to me to see that happen to people that have been so community driven and supportive of every race and creed and you know, culture and yeah. So, yeah. The salt of the earth kind of people that are like doing, yeah. <laughs> doing the work, you know, and they're bust their not ass, part of the man. problem. Like, yeah. 
So, and again, this, right, this well, comes down to you know, ahead, sorry. Uh, this comes down to like a handful of people that are you know might be fucking it up for everybody. You know, it's not. It's not. I realize it's not everybody. Oh, out there of course, doing that, yeah. You know, it's these you know instigators that you know think that that's a better way, and a lot of them have nothing to do with the protests that are going on as it's mm-hmm, yeah. you know been seen. So it's just sad. But the whole situation's fucked. Like, none of this shit should have been happening in the first place, which is why we're here, you know? So. I just wish, I just wish that there, I knew a better way to help than to just sign petitions online and donate money that I don't really have, you know? And that's what we're talking about. So let's listen, let's pay attention, let's act. Let's understand what's going on. Or as if you don't understand what's going on, like look into it and understand what's going mm. on before Educate before yourself. commenting on what you think you should be commenting on just to yeah. say something. Yeah, patient yeah, is especially powerful in instances like this, and I think it's really important for people to humble themselves and get into the mode of editing themselves on on kind of all sides of the equation and everything. Yeah. And, um, I think it's really important. The historical side of everything, and there's just a lot of things to learn about in these instances, and I think that's the most powerful thing is for people to educate themselves and learn. Well, all right. With that being said, what are we drinking, gentlemen? Let's have a cheers. <laughs> or cheers. a pour one out or whatever is appropriate for this situation yeah. because, you know, a lot just happened. Mm-hmm. A lot is still happening, too. And a lot still has to happen. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's got to go. Yeah. The bi- that's the biggest thing. Right. It's not that this stuff has happened, but things have to change. Yeah. What are you drinking, Steve? I just finished this Mandela, so I'm going to go get another one while you guys talk about what you guys are drinking. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am drinking Peach Pear LaCroix. Ooh. This is not a new flavor, just regular peach pear it's good i like it nice well normally i'd be having a docent beer but today i do not i have something special brought to me by um our good friend alicia who came into town today and is um behind me um she brought over odell brewing company which is a brewery out of Fort Collins, Colorado, and it's called Rupture, and it's an IPA. And uh, nice can. It is. Um, it's really good. It's. Um, I'm always skeptical when it comes to IPAs now that come from um, either Washington or Colorado or like the really hoppy states, um, just because I'm so used to that super light Southern California IPAs that have been kind of a thing down here. Um, and it's 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 really great. It's. Um, Easy drinking. It's almost like a session, but it has a little bit more flavor, and it's delicious. Nice. Have you guys Have you guys heard of Odell Brewery? No, no I have not. Where's that at? Fort Collins, Colorado. Hmm. Fort Collins, Colorado. And it's uh, a solid six percent. Wow. It's like a real it, beer. It, 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 it doesn't taste like that at all. It tastes. Uh, mm. it tastes. It's really easy drinking. It's very dangerous. Isn't it's a fat, dangerous one. Isn't Fat Tire from Fort Collins too? I believe so. Fort Collins. New, Bel- New Belgium. New Belgium. New Belgium. Thank you. Thank you. Good beers. Yeah. Um, well, I'm drinking 
favorite Czech beer, Pilsner Urquell. Is it called Check Me Out? Yes, uh, it says right here, Pilsner Urquell, Check Me Out. Were you all drinking wine? Uh, yeah, I, I am. <laughs> it's kind of it's just a, a Pilsner wine night. Yeah, it's one of those, you know. What kind of wine are you drinking? Uh, I need to look again what it is, but it's a it's a cab. Ooh. Are you, have you mashed them together yet, just to try what it would taste like? <laughs> no. Just like a swig of one, a swig of the other. Oh yeah, I've been doing that. Yeah, you guys have probably seen me doing. It. I've been doing that. That's why I asked. I don't know how how great it is, but is there a reason why you're drinking uh, beer and wine instead of um, just one or the other? I opened this beer and my roommate was a bottle of wine and asked me if I wanted one, and I didn't want it rude, so I said yes, and I like, figured that. Was when I like, finish I this beer, I'll have this glass of wine ready to go, so I don't have to go anywhere. There you go. What about you, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? So, so, so Steve is testing out a lower third, and no, it said something on the screen, and I couldn't read it. I was but I was hoping he made a joke about something, but I don't think he did. <laughs> no. Um, I am drinking. Uh, I got a bunch of tequila this weekend, ooh. so um, I am drinking a watermelon margarita thing. Hmm. What kind of tequila? Casadores. Uh, I'm trying to go through all of Casadores them. Casadores Blanco or Rep or Añejo? Uh, Añejo. Or uh, Añejo is the one in the middle, right? No, that's Reposado. 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 Yeah, yeah, that one. That one right there. I have one over there, too. I can bring it up. Um, you all take a shot. But I, I tried another tequila um, <clears throat> recently. What's the one with all the uh, the Mexican skull guys on it? Espelon. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and that one was, like, a little more aggressive. I'd rather drink that one by itself. It wasn't, like, the best mixer. Well, unless you like aggressive tequila drinks. But it was, like, really... You can mix it with a bunch of sweet stuff, and it was still mm-hmm. um, aggressive. Which is what I like if I'm going to drink it just with lime or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? But uh, I tend to like smoother tequilas. And... This is still like pretty flavorful, but just mixes better. So I think Casadores is a pretty good mixing tequila. Yeah, I'd agree with you. On I that do one. really like Casamigos. A man thinks it's too sweet, but oh, I think it's awesome. Casamigos is the best. It's just the price point on Casamigos compared yeah. to Casadores is a mm-hmm. decent number. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Especially when you so get into the Añejos. Yeah, but that's what I'm drinking. I've been drinking margaritas or like fake margaritas. I don't have John's blender machine of the gods that he has. Fargaritas. All you need is fresh lime juice and agave, and then you got a margarita. That's it, reminds me, it reminds me of the South Park episode. Ma- Ma- yeah, the South oh, Park episode it, where yeah. Randy gets the yeah. I watched that right afterwards by accident. I was like, look, it's John's blender on South Park. <laughs> He's trying to return the blender, and he had yeah. to go to the federal government. Yeah, it's when the banks had to get bailed out, and he's he's lecturing on people what not to to save their money and to spend wisely and he's got a picture of margaritas in his hand like the whole time <laughs> Very uh, I have been thinking about buying a blender just to crush ice I got really jealous of John's blender and I'm like I just want something that crushes ice well we have like one of those smoothie maker type blenders yeah, yeah. but it can barely like blend like the ninja? Mm, kind of it's like the poor man's version of the ninja it's like the ninja <laughs> <laughs> and uh it, it can barely crush frozen fruit 
let alone oh, like wow. ice. If you put ice in there, it just like stops working. <laughs> <laughs> what's it can the, make, uh, make a protein shake, you know. What's that trick where you just take the uh, you take like a like a mallet and put put the ice in like a uh, in a dish rag and then you just and you crush like your ice bag. that way. Yeah, or like a Ziploc bag. I'll do that sometime. Yeah. I could probably do that. I don't want to have to do that, though. I just want to blunder the works. Why is yeah, that yeah. so hard? <laughs> what venue do we play at that serves us ice that are really tiny little skulls? Like a cut. It's like almost like a Taco cup. Bell. Taco. <laughs> I want to say the, the slide bar for some reason, but it may not be the slide bar. Little no. ice in California? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I remember getting like a cup and it had a bunch of tiny little like circles as ice cubes or something. I thought yeah, it was a poop music. ice, but I liked it. I liked like eating them too. I know it's a it's a grind has that ice. You sure it was in Europe? Europe? Maybe it was Europe. Maybe it was somewhere in Europe. Is that Europe? Europe has that more. Yeah, I feel like it was somewhere on this planet, like somewhere that we've been before. I'm sure it was sure somewhere it you've Jupiter? been before. Yeah, Definitely right. was on SpaceX. Yeah, it was the the place you know with the with the walls and the floor. But anyway, I guess the moral of the story is that I like eating small. Ice chips. Yeah. <laughs> it's, better than, it's better than paint chips. I'm glad we moved, moved on from that. <laughs> Bless Did you. Did you love paint Thank chips you. as a kid? No, I didn't. You I'm sure you say, did. Why do people keep asking me that? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I should have gone with that. I didn't. Sorry, guys. How dare you? <laughs> you had one shot and you blew All right. it. All right, Henry, you got it for us. Um, I want to talk about the meters today. But know the meters, I think. Know and love the meters. And, uh, I just uh, I just heard this song from them uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, the whole time I was listening to it, wondering who it was. And so I just aimed it. And I was like, oh, it's the meters. This, I didn't know the meters did stuff like this. This was really cool. And it made sense. It wasn't like totally out of the ordinary but was sort of more on like the slower funky edge of things of what i'm used to hearing them do i guess because i'm mostly familiar with like their first two records which are kind of that you know the sissy strut kind of style of things where it's a riff and really cool and super funky and um this is from 1976 and it's off their album the trick bag or not the trick bag it's just called trick bag um, and it has the whole original lineup of Ziggy and Artonville and Stoneville and Leonel Centelli and George Porter Jr. And uh, I saw Leonel Centelli at Long Beach Funk Fest, I believe it was around six or seven years ago, and it was probably the best act of the day, I think. He was just, like, awesome, and he had this young drummer that was, like, I think he was like maybe 22 or 23 and was just playing all this insane stuff. And I remember them doing a version of Sissy Strut where he explained it before. And he was like, we're going to start to do the Sissy Strut that you know. And then we're going to do a little section. And then my drummer's going to take a solo in 10-8. And then we're going to go back to the riff. And my drummer's going to take a solo in 11-8. And they just, they did it. <laughs> it was- and it was insane. And Leo was just like ripping and uh yeah, just meters and uh I know most of us that are familiar with them do and most people I show them love them, if not all of them. So Alright. Henry, pop quiz. What's up? Who's uh 
What famous notable drummer from around the same era's favorite drummer is Zigaboo from the Mirrors? From the same era? Uh, He's very famous. Very famous? I am very super famous. <laughs> is that a People a definitely know eggs. People know the name. No, <laughs> no. Whoever Roberts is. <laughs> how famous? Like super famous? Yes. I am very super famous. Like household famous? <laughs> Yes, like his birthday was a couple days ago, and he saw a hundred posts fly around. There. John, John Bonham, John really? Bonham's favorite drummer is Zigaboo from the I didn't know that. Ooh. That's pretty yeah. cool. There's your '70s history lesson for the day, Henry. Yeah. It's not very many times I get to teach you something about the '70s. He just so. took yeah, you to I school, didn't, bro. I didn't, know. I didn't know about that. That's pretty cool. I never heard that. Yeah. That's where he's like so funky. He's like the rock and roll funk guy. Yeah. Hey, you're one of those rock and roll All right, Steve, All right. take it away.
Yeah, man. Dude, that era stuff is so good. I love like how it's so simple. Yeah. And just like, you know, there's not a lot going on in the rhythm section or anything. It's just like beautiful stack vocals and like a really awesome way. Yeah, the rhythm is like a couple of notes just here and there, and it just has so much groove and movement, and there's so much space, and it's just like, oh. And that's just a good, it's just a funky tune. It's got the little high, little high mm-hmm. thing. It's got a good vocal, you know, find yourself idea yeah. motif. Yeah. It's predictive. I like to do it like 10 times for some heard it. Those are the songs, too, where you just feel like you could play them on a loop for like an hour and yeah. you never get tired of that. Group. Yeah. <laughs> you got find yourself. It's like, how long has it been? Yeah. <laughs> Some Rolling Stone songs are like that, too. Where you're like, yeah. how's this song 10 minutes long? Like, what just happened to me? There's only two verses. Yeah. yeah. That's fun, though. Or like hey, the what, end of a. Sorry. Was, uh, uh, what was the name of that album, real quick? It was called Trick Bag. Trick Bag. Yeah. Sorry, continue with everything you can say, Andrew. Oh, I was saying it's like the end of Champagne Supernova by Oasis, where the song like probably three minutes long, but the outro is like four minutes long. <laughs> and you're like, what what just happened? It's <laughs> great. Yeah, it's cool. I like anything by the meters. Yeah. They were pretty and they had they were pretty prolific too. Like that was like their seventh album in as many years. Like that, and all with the same lineup, which is pretty rare for yeah. that era of music. Are they still playing? Um, they're playing which a couple of shoots because uh, I know I forget which one, or maybe it was both of the Neville brothers have passed. Mm-hmm. I think Leo's mm-hmm. still alive, um, Zigaboo's still alive. Uh, uh, I think they sort of kind of have their own products that they all play with. Cause when I saw Leo uh, as the guitar player, when I saw him, it was like, it was like his band. Mm-hmm. But they, they pretty much meters songs. That's George awesome. Porter plays a bunch. I know mm-hmm. George Porter is active on social media and stuff. And he's one of those guys who's also like guesting with people all the time too. He's playing mm-hmm. with everybody. And those guys got to be what in their seventies at least. Right. Yeah. Still, yeah, too. Yeah, just like still as good as they've ever been. Like when I saw Leo, it was like I looked at him and was like, "Oh, that guy looks kind of old." And then he would just like was just like easily as good as anybody else at the festival. And it was like, "Oh my god!" Like just showing everybody up right now. Like so cool to watch. He's like, "Can you help me on stage?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he puts the guitar in his hands. He destroys everyone else. Yeah, he throws it to that much, guy like, and like walks off stage. Yeah, that was pretty much it. It was just like, God damn. I mean, some guys, some guys do lose it, you know. And uh, and I will say definitively that Leo Nocentelli is one of those guys that definitely did not and has not. And uh, yeah, just like blew my freaking mind for sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That he's that good, that old. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen live videos of the meters? Like everything's like a hundred faster, and everything is like <laughs> it's like a dance party. They're more like Earth, Wind, and Fire live. It's like crazy, right? 
but uh, it sounds almost nothing like the records. Everything's mm-hmm. like vocal driven, and it, they're like a party band, so it's awesome to see like both sides of them that they could do all those things. So cool! I, I love the uh, the meters. I've listened to a lot of that stuff. So I think I need to get one of the records into my catalog. I don't have a vinyl record by them currently. I don't actually either. <clears throat> all right, we'll go on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> Parker first. <laughs> Parker, what you got? Parker first. Yeah. Have him clone the vinyl so that we can both have a copy of it. Let's clone. We're cloning vinyl now. That's yeah. <laughs> Parker can do that, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that yeah. it goes in the cloning machine. Clone tangerine, right? <laughs> well, tangerine, nice. Henry, kind of piggybacking off of uh, uh, just saying, you know, like that they're in their 70s and still rip and didn't lose anything. Um, uh, this this weekend we uh, uh, for those of you guys that that uh, saw it or didn't see it, uh, we were included on the uh, Keeping the Blues Alive uh, streamathon for their Fueling Artist charity, and uh, and Buddy Guy was right after us, and that was really cool to see the mm. uh, the footage from his uh, performance on the on the cruise that we were on in in February, which was just dude, that guy is just unreal, man. Yeah, that was incredible. Such a show, Like watch it back, and it was still like just as good on on my TV as it was like, you know, being there in the like side stage and stuff. Really cool. Did he have his four hundred dollar bottle of Cavassi? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was it? Was it that or it was was cognac? Cognac. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah. God, yeah, he's so awesome. awesome. It was fun to see that same, you know, that same show just from a different angle. Yeah, yeah. Like even even the cameras were a little wishy-washy in the beginning, but it was like okay, cool. So that's what was going on, even though yeah. I was standing on the other side, like way yeah, yeah. down there. It was kind of fun, and then and that whole stream uh, was really to see some of those artists that we were on the cruise with and their interpretation of of their you know song, the stream, and uh, uh, it was just cool. It was almost like like reconnecting with those artists, mm-hmm. even though you know we weren't there with yeah. them it was just kind of fun to see them you know on the on the stream i watched for i had it on for about like an hour or so um probably a little longer than that actually it was just kind of fun to see the different everyone's different you know um interpretations of what they sent in for the stream and mm-hmm. to see the, the the people watching and and donating to the cause and everything like that I love uh, Walter Trout did a jam with his sons. Mm-hmm. You see that, Henry? Yeah, I didn't see that. I know he's been doing that kind of recently. I think yeah. it's so badass. Just yeah. like, the garage with my family. Yeah. yeah. Like, shredding. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. pretty awesome. That's the garage that you've been in many times. Yeah, it was cool seeing that and being like, oh, yeah. The garage, I like jammed with Mike when I was like 15 and we didn't know what the hell we were doing and I like, kind of just started playing guitar and the same garage that Walter came in is like, Hey man, keep playing. And that was like super cool to see that. And like, Oh yeah, that's the same garage. And my old mate and, you know, I, I, for the donut, I, I played in bands with, uh, Walter's, uh, second oldest and Mike for about, I think four or five years I was playing and just kind of hop, scopping around with, hopscotching around with different bands with Mike and mm-hmm. um, he was playing drums and I was playing guitar and it's cool. And I still talk like every now and then and uh, just a cool, 
cool kind of full circle thing when we got to open for him. Uh, and but, Mike's a great guitar and bass yeah. player too, which I didn't know about because I'd only seen him on drums. Yeah. Before, mm-hmm. but last couple. Yeah, he times plays everything. Play. It's, yeah. He's an instrumentalist. That's incredible, man. Mm-hmm. Very talented. That's cool. Oh yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers, everybody. Cheers, everybody. With a different thing this time. Oh, what do you, what do you have now, Hank? Uh, it's some sort of red liquid. <laughs> it tastes like grapes. Tastes like it's making me feel grapes. funny. Making me feel funny. funny. Taking all of my money. I'm talking about wine. It's my new song, guys. Do you like it? I I think oh, I think it's gonna be again. a hit. Uh, I'll go. What was it? Yeah, it tastes like gold grapes, and it makes me feel funny. Tastes like old grapes and it's taking all my money. Talking about wine. Wow. But it'll be, like, really good. it'll be like three part harmony, sure. you know? Wine. I feel like that. Oh, there you go. I'm blown away. I feel like that one day that when Steve like moves back up to the central California area and he opens up his own winery and he does his own infomercials for his <laughs> wine. That will be his song for the Majora wine winery. Yeah. Is it going to be like that flea market ad? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, with, yeah, yeah. He's going to be in a big yellow suit and he's going to be surrounded <laughs> flea market. by wine. Flea market. Surrounded by wine. Wine. Ben, oh, ben oh, Jared just... Ben Jarrett just asked if we've been cooking any amazing dishes because I think oh, last, yeah. week last week he enjoyed our the, cooking, uh, was the cooking um, pod, discussion. Yeah. Oh, so maybe Skylar. one last uh, conversation during this podcast could be if anyone did cook anything amazing or last week was just the amazing week of cooking. I, I, I had a conversation uh, topic. Uh, well, that too. But we can talk about cooking first. I didn't cook did anything cook this week. Uh, uh, any, nothing that was fun. I had something amazing last night. Stole quesadillas. Oh yeah, you guys did something cool. War. We had uh, we had ribs. I haven't had ribs in a little bit. We had ribs. Ooh. We made baked beans and uh, yeah, like baked slow beans. roasted, slow baked the ribs and yeah, slow cooked the baked beans. And did you make the baked beans from scratch? I do well. I use. I made. All, I put all the ingredients in the crock pot. I got the beans out of a can, but I put all the other ingredients like that. Like, did you there. get baked beans in a can? Put them in the crock pot. Just added stuff to it, or did you just put beans in a crock pot and made them into baked beans? I got baked beans, but then I put <laughs> like baked beans. like bacon and honey and brown sugar Ooh. and ketchup and mustard and all yeah. that sort of shit that you're supposed what, to put in it. Were your ribs pre cooked too? Uh no, I don't think the ribs were pre-cooked. I'm just kidding. Sorry. Um He's like, actually I just bought ribs from a store. <laughs> yeah, I just went to the Newport Rib Company down the street. What am I talking about? Just so no, but it was amazing. We haven't done that in a while. And uh there's a there's a, a a Trader Joe's, I think it is rub right now. It's coffee, 
Coffee and something else. Let me grab it real quick, but mm. it's it's really good, and I feel like it made. There's two ingredients. I'll grab them real quick because this is the end of the story. It made the whole entire thing. So nice. if anybody else has another food thing, go yeah. go for it. So after uh, after we did the uh, we we did that uh, jam in the van QSC festival on oh yeah Thursday this week, and I made uh, I made dinner for myself, Henry, and my roommate Ryan, mm-hmm. and that was really good, man. I did a that was amazing. That I was so did, good. Did some some like pan fried chicken with uh, lemon pepper, mm-hmm. uh, cracked peppercorn, and this uh, pollo asado uh, asada uh, seasoning that I got from El Matate, and uh, that was really good. And then I made sp- uh, uh, what was it the uh, fus- fusilli pasta mm-hmm. with uh, it was prego mushroom sauce, but then I added in like a whole. Uh, root or whatever you call it of oyster mushrooms and onions Ooh, and stuff. Oh yeah. Those are really good. And then also added in like some like rosemary and like Italian seasoning and some and uh like cooked up some uh some cherry tomatoes to add to the sauce and it was yeah amazing dude. And yeah, then it was great. And then the side dish was uh, uh fried cabbage with soy sauce. Mm-hmm. Wow, and that was really great, man. I've been I've been loving eating cabbage lately. It's been really really nice. It's good for you. Take pictures of that, Steve. I should take pictures of it. Is that what you said? Like what you just described sounded actually pretty good. I was like, it was not so like it good. Is that an actually like, pretty good? So good. <laughs> not, sorry, not to say that it would, but I was like. That sounds like really good. Like if yeah. I saw like a picture of that, I'd be I'd be like, "Fuck, Steve's like, yeah. well, I guess you don't have to. That's a little trendy." But well, I would. I'll I'll just take a picture and send it just to you, or there I'll you send go. it to the group. I'll chat. be happy. Yeah. But me, oh yeah, me and Warren and send pictures uh, back and forth of our Trader Joe's find. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I I also added uh, shredded Mexican cheese into the pasta sauce while it was cooking, and that added a whole another level of like awesomeness to it. I thought. Hmm. That's why the sauce was like a little thicker oh. and stuff. But yeah, it was it was really wow. good. Henry, like I thought this whole thing was vegan. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was vegan chicken, dude. Yeah. He's like, I put a steak into the sauce. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't yeah. Yeah. You. a lot of the times I'll I'll cook with uh, leftover bacon grease because that's just makes everything yeah. delicious. But, uh, yeah, I put some bacon grease in the baked beans. I don't beans. do that when I'm cooking for Henry because I know that he's got issues with pork. So this, this is the rub I was talking about, by the way. Ooh, Ooh. That looks good. garlic. Yeah, it Trader Joe's. Can I borrow that for all those times that I make ribs at my house? Yeah, just come, come, come. I never make. What ribs. was your what ribs was your easy. process for ribs? Yeah, war. You put them in foil what? and it, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, we we'd put them in foil. We baked them at like below, like I think it's three seventy five for like four hours. Nice, and they fell right off. It was great. It's such a cool set. I think it, meal. I always think it's Andrew, a lot more. You're a pretty barbecuey guy. What? How? Other than barbecuing ribs and baking them, are there other cool? So we thought like, could you? Would it be good to barbecue bake a rib and then? Uh, a pan spirit. Yeah, would that make sense or like? Yeah. Do people well, do that? Is that a like? Or is there... Yeah. Usually, what you do is you smoke ribs, and then to caramelize the barbecue sauce, you throw it on the grill for a second, just to caramelize the barbecue sauce. 
and that's what you do. Even if you do them in the pan, usually you sauce them at the very end, and then you broil them on high to caramelize mm. the sauce. You don't have to do that, but it it's a it'll like put that char on it. But ribs are good. We've been doing a lot of them. I have another rack in my freezer right now. So <laughs> nice. So you'll have to send let me know. Pictures. Let me know what night you're cooking them, and then I'll just send them out. Sunday, Sunday, come over. Nice. All right, sounds good. Before I curfew, am, before curfew. Yeah, before okay. curfew, you have to yeah. stay here. I want some good ribs. I, I I'm good at cooking ribs, and I don't want to go buy them from some location. So it's really oh, hard to mess them up. If you have an oven, you just put them in foil and you leave it. It's like set it and forget it for four yeah. hours. I don't even know if my oven could be on for four hours. I think something <laughs> would blow up. If my oven works, your oven will be fine. Because my, my oven is 100 degrees off temp. Oh, you, if you put it to 250, it goes to 350. Wow, shit. <laughs> it's just and so we kind of learn like what numbers actually mean what. I almost want to put like f- fake numbers on there. Yeah, is it just I in would. Celsius? Is it like maybe yeah. it's like a. No, no, no. But uh, <laughs> it's like 100 degrees off almost. But wow. if you go higher, it's more off. So if you put it to 400, it'll go to like 550 or something. Oh, God. Are uh, they supposed to go that high? Do they go? Yeah, they're not supposed to. I think they're supposed to go to 500 and then broil. But mine goes to like 550 or 600, which is probably not good. <laughs> we never turn up that high, though. Um, yeah. I've been using, we just got a cast iron pan, so I've been doing a bunch of cast iron recipes, and we just tried ch- cast iron chicken for the first time, Ooh. Yeah, and we did this spice rub that was like um, salt, pepper, garlic, and onion powder, and Ooh. then we have smoked paprika, which is really good, and Papa then cayenne pepper, so it's like a really Dang. basic rub, but it ended up being really good. That sounds really and good. So... It's just like that on all sides. You brown it on all sides, and then you throw it in the oven for like 40 minutes. And it wow. ended up, it, we just did like legs, and it ended up so good. Nice. And uh, I've been trying to do like summer suds lately, so we did like a peach and um, what else was in it? It was peaches and cherry tomato salad, and that ended up really good. Nice. Damn. And then we did corn. Oh, my God. The corn was the best thing. So I took that same spice rub and just melted some butter and put that spice rub in with some parsley. Oh, yeah. I haven't eaten corn in, like, three months and probably longer than that because of the keto stuff and trying to, like, just eat less carbs. So I just took corn out of my diet. Oh, my God. Corn is so good. (laughs) I love it. I forgot how good corn was. It was such, like, an easy, like... Why don't we just have corn for dinner? <laughs> it's really cheap, and then we could just like slather it in butter, and you know we're good. But so that's good. what I missed. Corn is also pretty easy. It's just another thing you. I you, I literally just soaked it under the the faucet for like two seconds. Yeah, and then just threw it in the oven. <laughs> I did some stovetop corn uh, a couple months ago, and I was. Really impressed. Like it was a fresh, like organic, full ear that I like mm-hmm. had to, you know, shuck and stuff anyway. Um, but I didn't realize how like fresh corn is actually pretty much all you do is just heat it up. Like it's already pretty much ready to go. Like if it's fresh. You mean, oh like, yeah, if it's which is nice. moist. Yeah, it's very good. I mean, you have to cook it. Yeah, I like mean, steam it or something. Yeah, you're supposed to, but like I thought, I guess I'm just only used to ever seeing corn on the cob, like that's not prepared at a restaurant or something. Like I've never made it was my first time making it for myself, 
Um, mm. And th- I guess the only other time I've seen corn like that is when it's like part of a cornucopia, like at like a pumpkin patch or some shit, and like it's all hard. You know, I'm like, how did how did they get it so soft? But I had no idea. So, but now I know, and it was delicious. It was good. Just heat it up and nice. Toss some butter and salt on it and go to town. Call it a day. Yeah. Okay. I think. Yeah, what was your topic, Andrew? It's, yeah. it's pretty easy and they'll be uh, sh- on the shorter side. But if you can have one person guest on the podcast, who would it be? Because we're like starting li- to like get living or to dead? the point where. Or like, wait, what? Is or like, like somebody is this I know like a dream, or like, dream dinner. It could be anyone you want. Thing, or like, it could be anyone you like, want. Anyone not ever. Dead. Not dead. Not dead. Okay. Oh, not dead. Actually get. Not actually okay. dead. Okay. I didn't know if it was like a, you know, like who is your fantasy dinner date? No, you know, no, no. It's not fantasy. This history. is like real life. Okay. Because okay. I think we're going to actually start putting some work into getting more guests onto the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep, we we fun. are. We like talking to people. And then we thought we had to be together when we were together. And Robert brought up. Um, maybe last week that we don't have to be together. We can have guests on from wherever. And usually people are pretty excited to do stuff yeah. for us. If they don't have to travel to Costa Mesa, you know? Yeah. yeah. Especially in this format, it's, it's really easy. So it's a yeah. five. Yeah. And it saves us drive time and breaking curfews. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so who, 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 who we, who we would want on the podcast. Yeah. That's a living person. Like, but shoot, it doesn't like, matter if we could like, ever get. Them it can or even not. be like who you would want to interview, right? Like shoot for the moon on stuff. Like, yeah. So, like, doesn't matter if it's totally out of reach. Or are we talking like practical? Like, we should hit them up. I guess that's anybody that's yeah. alive, right? Toronto. Yes. Yeah. Anybody that's alive. Yeah, Bruce, Bruce in the comments says get Toronzo Cannon. I would love to have Toronzo oh. Cannon on the podcast. Oh, man. man. Yeah. That seems like a very, yeah. that seems like a very doable yeah. thing. Toronzo. Absolutely. I love Toronzo. Man, he's, like, he's I amazing, look at his man. posts every day. He's so yeah. fucking funny. And, like, I love the fact that he's he's working and he, like, doesn't give a shit. Like, Just he's like, I'm a blues dude, man, man by night and a CTA driver by the morning. <laughs> well, he's, fuck with my shit. He retired, yeah. man. Yeah. He retired uh, this fall, I think. Did he officially retire? I think so. I've seen him post about. Well, we can ask him when he's on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. We'll save save it for the episode. No, I'll do. I'll do some research. But yeah, yeah, Toronto. I'd love to hear like his story or just get involved and you know, I want to you know, just anything about places that we don't know and the nuances that we're never going to know. You know about Chicago or things like that. You know, we can come as visitors, but we're not going to know what it was like to like grow up in those cities and yeah. stuff like that. So that'd be super cool. Yeah. So my pick is Toronto. No, I'm just kidding. That's cheating. <laughs> Who? That's cheating. Oh, it's um, cheating. <laughs> Michael Keaton. Is that what you said? Michael Keaton. You can say that. I didn't think about, I was thinking about music people, but you could, but Michael Keaton is something you could say. My pick is Michael Keaton. No. <laughs> cheating. <laughs> because, uh, uh, I want to know how it was like to defeat the penguin. <laughs> in his craziest era I feel like I would want to know what it was like to you know be multiplied that many times in the process of creating multiplicity that must have been exhausting how was it being a mom <laughs> how was it being a bird man you're a batman a bird man make up your mind what alright who's going first here <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading Debbie's uh, Debbie's way to cook corn. 
One second. <laughs> it's very important. Yeah. I don't know. I'm thinking. I feel like we have to buy some time to think because this is All right, like. I'll, a, I'll go in, for it. In, I got an easy oh, one. Oh, you have an easy one. Okay. I was gonna I say I could just one. read read Debbie's uh, corn recipe to the listeners because it oh, sounds Go fantastic. for it. Go for it. So while everybody thinks, here's Debbie Leach's uh, uh, corn recipe. Best way to put corn on the cob: tin pot to cover, uh, two tablespoons of sugar, one tablespoon lemon juice. Boil for five minutes. Cover. Let sit off burner. Cover for twenty. Comes out perfect. Nice. That sounds great, man. A little lemon juice Love on the corn. That. That'll be. That's awesome. And some sugar. Yeah, lemon lemon juice and sugar. I would I wouldn't have went that yeah. direction, but that sounds like it's probably. I'm gonna try it. There. That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, let's try to buy some more time. Oh wait, Warren's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I can, I, I'm ready I to, to go say too. Something, I had to say something about corn while we're still on the topic of corn. <laughs> um, I well, hate the love this Mexican yeah, yeah. mayonnaise corn. That's the grossest thing in the world to me. Just I'm the worst the, half Mexican in the world for not liking the, the mayonnaise, Mexican though, mayonnaise right? corn. Oh, the, the elote? Street corn? Yeah. Oh, like if wow. it wasn't, Love if it, it was made with something else other than mayonnaise that tasted If the it same. has butter on it, it's the exact same flavor profile, like chili limon and all yeah. those things. I'm like, so in. I hate mayonnaise. I yeah, refuse yeah. to eat it because it has mayonnaise on wow. it. Wow. Huh. Well, it's good to know. I probably had more elote without mayonnaise on it than elote with it. Yeah, I don't know if I've had So I think I, I've had more... Mexican style corn at restaurants than I have like, you know, the legit versions of it. Did you guys ever used to just dip your like like artichokes in mayonnaise? I mean, Andrew, I know you didn't, but like if you guys ever I don't like artichokes. artichokes. Mayonnaise and and lemon. Yeah. I never liked artichokes, but that's all. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, more for me. It's like I feel like Henry would like artichokes. Henry, you like artichokes, right? Uh, is he like an yeah. artichoke kind of guy? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? Well, that's what Warren insinuated. Like, I feel like if I don't like it, there's always a good chance that Henry might like it. Oh. I feel like we have very, very different opposite palates, yeah. but like very respectable. We both appreciate it. I don't know, dude. Like, we both we both went to uh, Hattie B's. We did. I feel like we enjoyed it just as much. We did. We did. <laughs> yeah, I guess we do have similar stuff. Yeah. Do you like artichokes? <laughs> I think, oh, yeah. Okay. I've been having a while, but yeah, I think yeah. so. I'm used to dipping artichokes in just, like, a butter. Just butter. Just butter. Some sort of butter, like, melted butter stuff. Yeah. I've been doing, like, aioli like- and stuff, because, like, uh, uh, Congregation Ale House in, in uh, Long Beach. Used oh, to that's have some stuff. Yep. Yeah. They used to have their, uh, their uh, fried <clears throat> artichokes, which were amazing, and that would come with this little, like, garlic aioli thing, which I think has mayonnaise in it, right? Like aioli, mm-hmm. just like flavored mayonnaise. Probably. <clears throat> Probably. I, don't know. I think all aiolis have mayonnaise. I'm not a chef. Aioli. Hey, May- hey. Mayonnaise, this aioli is good. All right, Warren. All right, Warren. Okay, I'll start it off. The first person that I would like to have podcast on this podcast, and I feel like everybody might appreciate it, and I'm bringing it back to the very first thing we started this podcast with or this stream with. Would be Dave Grohl. Uh, we were talking about Nirvana real briefly at the yeah. beginning of the podcast, and I feel like Dave Grohl is an influence on pretty much everybody here. Um, and he would be a—he was—he's probably number one person that I would really like to sit down and just talk to. Uh, so I think like that would be my number one pick. Pretty obvious. I feel like that covers a lot of other people too, because I feel like you guys would be so great. 
Yes. That was that was my yeah. pick. That'd be rad. That was your pick. And you wouldn't see be pick? at all. <laughs> I, I feel like I say Dave Grohl for a lot of things. Like, what musician did would you want to sit down with? You know, it's like always Dave Grohl. Yeah. <laughs> I'll think of another one if anyone else wants to go first. Then I'm still I'm like literally drawing a blank on it. I'm, I'm scrolling through. <laughs> oh no, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'm, I think I'm in the same boat as someone who like. It's going to take us a couple, just a couple years to get. Mm. Um, but I would love to talk with uh, Ray LaMontagne about his songwriting and his yeah. life and what he does when he's not playing music. Um, he's been a pretty crucial songwriter that I've listened to forever. Um, and uh, if there was someone where I'm just like, I would like to pick his brain a little bit more, it'd probably be... I mean, there's so many, but off the top of my head, Ray the Montana would be rad to discuss something with. Nice. Agreed. Yeah. Be interesting. I think this is a half answer. This isn't my real answer, but I think it would uh, be awesome to have anyone from Rival Sons on just to like reminisce uh, about old times. Dang it. But, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, Henry, you could talk about why. <laughs> like, I think it's an obvious why with us yeah. and to revisit like dumb things we did. <laughs> to it's like, do you remember this? Um, there was a lot squeezed into that uh, that tour, man. With with the Suns, um, it was cool. I'm trying to think of other like maybe drummery people. Oh, I think it would be awesome to have Ringo on. I mm. love the Beatles, like I'm a gigantic Beatles fan. Ringo is still alive and full of stories from like the heydays. So I think it'd be like a crazy thing to have Ringo on and actually get to talk to, you know, this person sort of behind the scenes going like what what happened during these things? Or how um, like you know have you seen anything like this since this happened to you guys? You know, this like massive following or something. That'd be crazy to talk to him about those things. Agreed. I think it'd be We're really, two out of three drummers right now. I think it'd be really <laughs> fun to uh to just have some drinks and chat with Zach Brown. I think that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah for sure. Just tell talk He's about in- tour stories and you know songwriting and traveling and drinking and He's into cooking too. He's into yeah. food, right? Yeah, I assume so. So he's perfect. I don't know him personally, but <laughs> well, I think it would be cool. I've no. heard that, that somebody correct me if I'm wrong here. I've heard that when he goes out on the road, he brings like his own personal or like a not like a private chef, but like a private chef, and they do like these big cookouts and they feed the whole entire crew and the band. And I think there's even like you can get a package to go have food with them. Yeah. And if I've I heard recall, that too, and I've definitely cool. seen that package, but Andy's got a every night, night yeah. chicken. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. That's all I want. Can we just have barbecues every day across the world? <laughs> oh, Is great. that like the worst dream now? <laughs> well, well, we're working. We'd be working it off every night if we had that, so we'd be good yeah, to go. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you guys maybe you guys still have your metabolisms. <laughs> mine's mine's gone. Long gone. Right, Henry. Cool. Huh? Who's yours? It's all come down to you, Henry. It's come down to me. <laughs> Don't fumble <laughs> that. God. Uh, oh, no. You wouldn't want to meet someone from one of your, like, psych rock bands? 
Yeah, I mean, what I about mean, Bernie? Thing. Who? I would love to have Bernie. Your pal on the Bernie, podcast, man. Bernie Marsden. Yeah, Bernie Marsden would be great. Um, I'm just saying, if you're having trouble Bernie thinking, Sanders? I can think of Bernie. <laughs> Like, why is that cool too? I'd be cool with either one of those. I would How about love both to sit of down them? with Bernie. Then we can Sanders, have two yeah. Bernies on at the same time. The Bernies? The they're Bernie just like podcast? back to back and a photo like that's <laughs> for the podcast. No, how could that be if we had. If I we am had once it? again asking you to rock <laughs> <laughs> with my friend Bernie. <laughs> That'd be amazing. All right. Here's my 1959 <laughs> Gibson Les Paul Sunburst. Uh, I love all Bernie's it appeared in this album man. cover. Those are great. <laughs> That's really cool. So who do you pick, Henry? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Use your good. brain. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. Um, okay, and then and then Andrew said the Rival Sons guys, so I immediately thought like as I've lived the podcast with, with Jay and um, Scott and really enjoyed those. But you know who would be really cool to have on a podcast? And you guys all know why this would be cool. Because we listen to it in the van. John Mayer. Oh, fuck yeah. I all right. John, that'd be great. Yeah. I'm just going to not say anything. <laughs> as someone who really, really loves John Mayer's music. I do, I do too. Oh, I do too. I think it'd be cool, honestly. I did I, not I know enough about watches. Oh, yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like we need to get some we need to get some watches before we can do that. I well, thought you'd be watches or, or me and him would come into the conversation talking about dumbbells. <laughs> talking about what? I Sorry, think he you, would you cut, I think he would there. just commandeer the conversation. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John well, there you Mayer. Go. <laughs> it just takes over. That'd be funny. <laughs> How are the bezels on your i two? Uh, I, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Dean Del Rey. I was like, that would be kind oh, of dude, yeah. What am I? What am I talking about, dude? <laughs> Dean Del Rey, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What if Sorry, we had, Andrew, what tell what you if what we you had Joe say. Rogan on our podcast? I don't. Yeah, I kind of need you to because as soon as you go, think of something. I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, how about the dudes in the band from Austin that you love? Uh, oh, White Denim. Oh yeah, James from White Denim would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. See, I just need I need you guys to kind of coax it <laughs> remind out. Just of give, remind you me you like. Just yeah, give you the answers. You go, think of somebody you like right now. I can't think of anybody. Say a boo from the meters. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> Jimmy Page. Like the only thing that the only criteria that Andrew gave us is that they have to be alive. Yeah. <laughs> not like tangible. Like not. That's what I'm saying. As soon like, as you went, as soon as you went, th- like. Think of somebody. I literally like I, my bird's like, oh god, <laughs> I can't think of anything. Well, there we All go. Right. Well, let us know what you guys think. Who yeah. do you think we should have on? Yeah. We will reach out to them and see how many no's we get. But it just takes <laughs> one yes. <laughs> Ten no's and a yes still means yes. So you're saying there's a chance. Okay. <laughs> getting on the weird ground at that point. No, yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. It's a Family Guy joke. It was yeah. a. It was Sean Connery acting as James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> he said, five no's and a yes. Still means yes. <laughs> yes. Five no's and a yes. That's fun. Right on. All right. Yeah. Well, what do we got coming up? Uh, what do we have? Another curfew. Tomorrow. We have a lot of stuff coming up. <laughs> we just don't feel like this is the week to talk about it. Um, this yeah, more important true. stuff that you should be paying attention to. Yes. So just pay attention Absolutely. to that. Absolutely. We'll be back next Monday. 
Uh, we got a lot of stuff coming up, though. We have a lot of stuff in the pipeline ready to go. Yeah. We're going to keep pushing for some more singles here. And just keep in touch. Let us know how you're feeling about stuff. Let us know if we can help with anything that you're putting on. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what, what can we do? That's all we want to know. So, um, And all yeah. of the feedback from everybody has been very much appreciated. It's Absolutely. really cool to hear from people how much they love the new record and everything. Um, especially for me, like I put out some stuff, uh, uh, I think it was like two weeks ago and, uh, I've been getting messages from people that are fans of the band and, uh, saying, Oh, I checked out your music and it's really great. And, uh, it's just so awesome to have that kind of outpouring of support, um, for really just stuff that I put out for no other reason than to put it out and, uh, getting it from the people that band and stuff like that so oh it's fucking awesome henry yeah should be very proud man sounds great well uh continue to be good to each other out there and uh thank you to everyone who's uh been supporting us through all this crazy times and everything and uh stay safe out there and know that uh we're always here so uh message us email us let us know what's going on we'd love to hear from you about anything. Tell us uh, your corn recipes. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll we all, we all have plenty there. of cooking keep to them do. to your goddamn selves. <laughs> <laughs> if it has mayonnaise, I'll, I'll, I'll read it, though. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll I like read it, too. Mayonnaise. I love mayo. Send it to Henry at Robert John the Rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. Cheers, everyone. Later. Peace out, guys. Bye.